Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I, 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 I uh, did a, a tobacco ceremony with with a shaman, and uh, Bufo was part of it. Um, Bufo Alvarius, five meo DMT, and uh, yeah, and it's I, I've had the same experience with with um, doing the breath, but not as intense, not as intense. I felt like I came. First of all, it was like a rocket, like you mentioned rocket, so. I was like, it was like, it's right. And, um, yeah, Joe talks about it. Uh, Aubrey Marcus talks about it a lot. Um, he had a great episode with some guy who used to be a Vegas mogul. I forgot his name, Chris or something or other great art, great, great episode. But I felt like I saw universal divine source. And I, th- I saw an altar, but it wasn't a traditional altar. But it, to me, it was an altar. And it was surrounded by purples and yellows and oranges. Um, and I felt like I was everywhere, yet nowhere simultaneously. I felt like I knew everything that there was to know but I knew nothing it was really it's a really wild experience they call it ego death um, I don't know if my ego is completely dead but there was some kind of uh, death and rebirth going on and I, and I I'm, I'm sober so to me that was not a uh, uh, a party it wasn't. I didn't do it to get high. It was medicine. It was, yes, plant medicine, even though it's an animal. Animal medicine. <laughs> Frog medicine. Toad. Toad medicine, rather. 
the seven chakras, swirling vortices of energy positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, host and founder of My 7 Chakras, my7chakras.com, the show where we help you calm your mind, relax your nervous system, and experience deep states of bliss. In today's episode, I hope to explore some of my favorite topics that I absolutely love chatting about, which are breathwork, cold exposure, music, sound healing, sound bathing, um, maybe a little bit about the journey of entrepreneurship overall, but the hero's journey, which I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with. And we find ourselves from time to time in certain junctures and uh, roles that we play in life. And what I'm really fascinated about is awakening our own hero within. And that's that's uh, a little bit on, about what we'll touch on today. But we're going to get started in a minute. So if you like the work that we do, if you are excited about this episode, and if you'd like to support us, then make sure that you hit the subscribe button right now, because it does something to the algorithm and helps more people come across this podcast. So make sure that you hit subscribe, make sure you hit follow as well. Um, and make sure that you tell at least one of your friends about this episode, because I can't wait to get started. With that being said, let's bring on our special guest for today, Gianni Neveeler, a self-professed biohacker. Gianni embarked on a new journey <laughs> of self-discovery. He felt that he wasn't living life to the fullest after endless hours of devouring podcasts and reading books on the many biohacking modalities, Johnny started experimenting on himself, continually tweaking and refining. Through trial and error, he discovered sleep optimization, nutrition, and breathwork were vital in achieving physical, mental, and spiritual growth. So Johnny began to share his knowledge with friends and family, and the results were so inspiring, it led him to take a course in breathwork and cold therapy. And that's pretty much in addition to so many other things that he does, is breathwork and cold therapy, which I'm excited to talk about. Hey, Gianni, nice to have you on our show. Hey, how are you, brother? I am doing I, good. I'm doing good. I just want to say, you know, that faux pas you made there was, uh, hey, it could come true. I, I'm, I'm, I'm working on, on getting some corporate clients. Yeah. And Ted, TEDx. Let's go. Let's bring it on. I'm ready. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I strongly believe that sometimes the universe communicates through human beings because there's no way for the universe to just uh, come across as a bird, right? If a bird speaks to you tomorrow, you'll be surprised. You'll think you're sleeping or maybe you're high on something. But if a human tells it, a lot of times, it, I didn't plan this, right? So it came through me, but maybe, just maybe, uh, you know, a TED Talk is next for you. Big hell yes to that, my friend. I'll take it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, and Action Tribe, many of you all know that uh, one of my 
you know intentions for this year and going beyond is to really have a deeper connection with my guests right i don't treat my guests just as guests but as people that i'd like to learn from connect with uh, be friends with have coffee with have dinners with right so even though uh, these sessions are typically remote i'm doing a lot of in-person sessions as well but i like to have some kind of connection with my guest uh, before we record these podcasts and i hope it translates onto the show as well so to let you know i had a breathwork session with gianni uh, just yesterday uh, because a lot of times I do breath work for other people, but it's so um, rewarding and uh, fulfilling and uh, valuable to have somebody else right hold space for you and take you through the journey of breathing. And I absolutely enjoyed that experience, Johnny. Thanks a lot. Hey, thank you. Thank you for coming yesterday. It was a special. It was a special occasion. It was a Father's Day uh, breath work session. I felt a connection with you right away, even before yesterday when we spoke. Uh, when we were, you know, contact, when we were uh, communicating via Instagram DMs, I felt connected to you and I felt connected to you before you even knew I was connected to you because you uh, interviewed my great teacher, Alex Tsuk. And yeah. just the connection you two had was, you know, was a, I connected because I connect with him so much. Yeah. And so here we are today. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope he's watching this. I have connected with him on Facebook. Uh, but yeah, it's fascinating how this works when people I feel are on similar wavelengths, similar visions. It's just beyond words, right? And sometimes you connect with somebody and sometimes you don't. But a lot of times, if if there's a vibration there, then you, there's, there's a connection. I, I still am uh, at lost with how this works, but it does work, right? Oh man, does it really? Does it ever? Rather, uh, it's energy, right? Energy, yeah. As, as you said, can be felt from across the world through a screen, you know, in person. Energy mm -hmm. is energy, and it yeah. has no boundaries, has no borders. It flows, and when mm -hmm. your heart is open and true, you know, the universe brings it all together, brings specific people together, brings. Um, uh, just love. It just brings the love, even though it's sometimes you don't even have to have, you don't have to be in the same, uh, say breath work or the whole, the same yeah. genre of work. It's, it's energy. Yeah. We're all that's connected true. anyway. So yeah, I like to that's, say that's way true. Mm -hmm. I like to say that if, uh, if we could see, we humans, that is, if we could see it, if a string that's connected to each one of us, mm -hmm. we would we would treat one another much better. Mm -hmm. So if I could see the string that's connected to the stranger who's passing me on the street, and then the string that connects me to him connects him to the other person down the street, and this this big web of human beings, we're all connected. And if we could right. all just see that string, the world would be a much better place. Oh, that's that's very, very true and very profoundly put as well. Um, we are all connected. It might not be a little string, but it's an invisible <clears throat> string, just like the electricity, right? Nobody can see electricity, 
but we can feel the shock um, when we accidentally maybe put our hands in the wrong place and we can feel the effects of electricity by knowing that, that this this light is working, this computer is working and all the different appliances in the house are working. There's a sense of trust that we have. We just know it works. And a lot of times, maybe children don't even know about electricity, but the effects are there. And just like you put, right, there are there's this, there's this fabric, there's this uh, string or strings that uh, that connect human beings across the world. And some call it love, some call it string theory. <laughs> I don't even know if that <laughs> makes sense, right? Uh, but, but there is a connection. So, uh, Jani, why don't you tell us, where were you born and brought up? Because I find that really fascinating to have, you know, to uncover or discover something about my guests, especially how it all started for them. Sure. I'd love to share my story with you. I grew up in Hollywood, California, to immigrant parents, immigrant mother and father from Napoli, Naples, Italy. Mm -hmm. uh, my father came first by himself uh, to, I guess, test the waters. And uh, he liked them and went back and, and gathered my mother, my older brother, and my older sister. And then I was born six years later, um, smack dab in the middle of Hollywood, where, where many people think, who's from Hollywood? I've never heard of it. Like, you grew up in Hollywood? People always laugh at that. But yeah, <laughs> I grew up in Hollywood and uh, I had a great childhood got to tell you right i had a lot of fun that is amazing that's amazing so you're from italy napoli is is well, the napolitan pizza from there originally i mean your your parents yeah yes yes the margherita pizza is is from naples named after yeah. the queen margarita <laughs> interesting i mean growing up i always loved pizzas myself in fact i loved pizzas so much that uh, there was this one time or maybe two occasions where my parents got me a pizza for a birthday cake and we put candles on them <laughs> you know <laughs> that uh, i guess that uh, fantasy died out over the years uh and hollywood is very interesting uh, it's been a while since i've been to california myself but i still remember the first time i went there so beautiful i went to santa monica i went to the beach uh it was so fascinating for me and then i remember we took a we took a train that took us all the way to hollywood because then we were going to um to the um, universal studios universal studios yeah 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 that yeah, was a good guess i still remember that yeah yeah exactly i'm sure you like a lot of people come uh for the universal studios right for that part but then a lot of people come to pursue their careers and to become the next um you know, Matthew McConaughey or <laughs> some uh, rock star. I've yeah, seen him yeah. come and I've seen him go. Yes. That's, so did you uh, at very one transient. Point, it's very transient. Did you at one point, like what did uh, young Gianni want to become when he grew old? What was your? A rock star. <laughs> you want to be a rock star. Okay. Yeah. I got close. I got, I got this close, but no cigar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, um, from oh God, I don't know, maybe nine or ten, I was just fascinated with music. I was a huge Beatles fan, and right. um, I went to my first local concert when I was mm, thirteen or fourteen, uh -huh. and I was hooked. I saw those those guys on stage, and I said, "I can do that. I could do that." Mm. 
And that's when the light went off. And uh, before you know it, before you knew it, I was in a I was in a little little teenage rock band, and mm. went went on went on for a good fifteen years. Good times. That is really amazing. Um, I also, if I may say, was in a rock band, not not yeah. for many years, but it, yeah, I was uh, lead singer, and also and also I used to play the guitar. Uh, in my college, so we played for two years during the musical festivals. And uh, one thing I can tell you is we had a really hard time to find a drummer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> had God. a hard time to find a drummer, but then when we did find it, it was it's so fascinating to be in a in a band, right? Because like you point out, it's like a string, it's something that connects every member of the band. And if there's a disconnection, the whole audience can can see it because there's some kind of disturbance in the resonance but when it is resonant oh my god you can you can just feel it right the electricity of you performing in front of so many people and a lot of times especially at night you can't even see the audience it's black but then you have the strong lights pointing at you and you can feel this exhilaration right you feel high would you say that oh god that's one of my first um I would say spiritual experiences was, uh, and it wasn't even necessarily on stage, even in the rehearsal studio, when yeah. the ensemble of, you know, three or four musicians come together and you, yeah. you start playing that song and everything just matches, like the, the, the planets align. Mm-hmm. I'm getting goosebumps just, just <laughs> yeah. telling it to you. It's, yeah. uh, there's, there's nothing like that. And then yeah. you do that on stage, and then you have the oh. audience participation. It's a, it's just a, it's a, it's a whole other world. I want to say something though about drummers, real fast. You, yeah. um, you said something about drummers, and <laughs> yeah, I've I've had this saying that I've been saying for years. You can't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, but you could judge a band by its drummer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> if the drummer's off. Yeah. Everybody else is off. The d- bass player yeah. could be off, n- and the audience won't notice. The yeah. singer, yeah, people will notice, but mm-hmm. it's you could you could salvage it. Guitar player could be off, people won't notice. Drummer's off. Good night. It's over. Mm. That is that's so true. You know, one person can make such a difference, and especially if the band, like in our case, our band was not very well known, and we were sort of the underdogs. And uh, I still remember going on stage and feeling so nervous and, you know, feeling as if the audience is against you in many ways because the other band had their favorites, right? Because they used to play the same numbers and we were here playing. We were not playing heavy metal. We were playing like alt rock and we were playing these other covers. But we did have this sense of confidence. We just had had this sense of connection, me with the bassist and the bassist with the uh, other guitarist and the drummer. And within minutes, we had the crowd cheering for us. It's fascinating yeah. how... Just vibrations beyond language can do so much for us, and that those nerves go away pretty quickly <laughs> yeah. once once the first note kicks in, it's over. You're you're just you're in it to win it. Uh, question: yeah. what, what, Did this happen in Canada? Were you in Canada doing this? No, this was in India. Uh, this okay. was actually more than ten years back. And okay. uh, the surprising story of this is: we did the show. It was recorded. I didn't even have the video. Because my bassist kept telling me that he had it, but he lived away from, uh, he worked away from his home. And like after 10 years, just a couple of months back, he reaches out to me and says, AJ, I got the video. And I'm like, 
because I had forgotten about it. I assumed that I would never get access to that video. And here, here, here he is, and he sends it to me. And I had like a like a spiritual experience, just seeing myself 10 years back oh. and noting that, you know what? I wasn't that bad. <laughs> That's a good feeling, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I know exactly. the feeling. Yeah. And so what did you end up pursuing early on uh, in your, as a young adult? What, what were you doing at that time? Well, so... I was born into the restaurant business, the Italian restaurant business, mm -hmm. which was my, you know, my, my income, my way of making a living. Mm -hmm. uh, my dreams aside, I was always in like local bands playing. And then in the early 90s, I was in a band and we got signed to a major label. So I was able to leave the restaurant business and go on tour and make records and all that stuff. When that was over... And don't get me wrong, uh, it was a resentment because I didn't know, I, I, di I didn't have gratitude for what my family did for me, but I had a job, right? So when, mm -hmm. when the music was, was done, I still had a, a job to come to, whereas my bandmates were struggling and they, they continued on in music. And some of them have gone on to become rock stars. And mm -hmm. for me at the time... I resented that. I didn't I didn't realize what I had how good I had it and what my mother and father provided for me. Mm -hmm. You know, it took me years later to understand that. Um mm -hmm. so I went I went back to the restaurant business. Um then I got back into the music business and started playing with a singer-songwriter. We did some touring in Europe and that was that was wonderful, but at that point I already had young children and a mortgage and uh, more responsibilities. So I, right. I took it as, um, you know, I, I, I appreciated it more. I didn't take the music for granted as much, but I was still very unhappy with the restaurant business. Again, because I was not grateful. So to answer your question, I, you know, music, restaurant, back to music, back to restaurant, and then the story leads to where I am now, which, um, you know, we could, you could ask me some more questions if we want to get, you want to segue to that in a different way, we can, or I can go straight right. into it. It's up to you, brother. Yeah. So before going that out, I'm just curious, what did you not like about uh, the restaurant business? You know what? I'm going to start with what I did like, if you don't mind. Yeah. yeah uh, I liked the connection. I liked the connection. Yep. I liked uh, I liked making people happy when they were eating our food because it was my mm -hmm. mother's recipes and it was it was fulfilling. I definitely enjoyed the connection and and the um, the social aspect of it. What I did not like was uh, the details. I didn't like um, I didn't like some of the. Um, uh, the complaining, you know, hungry people are, <laughs> they can oh, be more, okay. they're hangry, right? Um, yeah. I have an older brother who I love dearly, um, who's very micromanaging and he treated me a lot like a little brother and just always told me what to do and never really took my ideas seriously. Although he did, I just didn't see it at the time. I was, 
ego, you know, a lot of stuff in the way. Um, mm-hmm. But ultimately, you know, if you would ask me this question three, four years ago, it would be different than it is now. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, it totally makes sense that you did not like the micromanaging and the the detail, right? Uh, that's why they say there's the devil is in the, the detail. Right, <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, and so then also at a certain point, you were touring, you were in the band, but deep down you felt that it was no longer for you. Is that is that correct? Um, that you wanted something the, else, or you wanted to switch? I've always wanted something else. I, you know, it's it's this really interesting question that you pose here. Music is a passion. It's a love. It's in my heart but it's not a calling. Mm -hmm. And uh, I knew from a very young age that, that I, I I needed to help. I Mm -hmm. needed to help others. I never really knew in what capacity and one could say playing music is helping, right? It's, it's Mm -hmm. soothing, even though I played punk rock, but that soothes a lot of people. Oh, you Um, played punk rock. Interesting. I played funk, punk metal. I've played it all. Um, right. But my career in with the one particular band was considered like alt, alt punk. But so one could say music is soothing and helping, and uh, indeed it is, but uh, it wasn't fulfilling. And then one could also say the restaurant business is helping because you're feeding people. And uh, that as well was not fulfilling. Uh, it wasn't filling, fulfilling my heart. Mm-hmm. Right. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah. That makes sense. There's a difference between being able to really fulfill somebody and and something that you know makes you happy individually, right? So in my case, also <clears throat> music has followed my life throughout my life, but yet deep down, I felt that the thing that I do that really fulfills me will involve music, but it won't be particularly being in a band because I, like I said, I was in a band for a while. I loved music all my life. I also worked in one of the top companies for sound. I used to work at Bose Corporation. 
Really? So I've actually been to the, yeah, I've actually been to the headquarters at Bose Corporation and seen all those large speakers that they do. They test those speakers and run it all day long. And it's so loud in there that you got to wear these, you know, noise cancellation, huge headphones, not not the ones available for public, but, but the real rugged ones. And your, your suit or maybe your trousers, they vibrate with all the vibration. <laughs> And that sounds, it's, it's an amazing uh, testing room there. But I knew sound is going to place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, I knew that, you know, sound and music is going to play some kind of role. But uh, to your point, it was not that fulfilling at that point. So how did you get into the cold? Like, how did you get into the practice of like cold showers or cold plunges? How did that begin for you? Where were you and what were you doing? Uh, it, it was a winding road. Uh, yeah. It's hard to really pinpoint the, uh, the moment it happened. I would say probably, um, probably seeing that vice, um, episode of Wim Hof in Poland, I think it was, with those guys. Was it Vice or was it a different one? I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. That was really fascinating. But it was, I was already on this journey, right? I was already uh, really into biohacking. I was, uh, I was just devouring podcasts and books about just, you know, bettering your 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 body and, and your lifestyle um at that point i had quit drinking i lost 100 pounds close to nearly 100 pounds and i knew there was more to feeling better i knew that mm-hmm. you know as we get older, I, I see everyone complain and, and complain about how this aches and this hurts and I'm tired and I can't sleep. And I just, I wasn't accepting that. I, I wasn't. Right. And I saw, and I saw these, these, these biohackers who happen to have podcasts and I just started implementing little things here and there. And I started stacking one on top of the other. And uh, the cold was one of them. It started It started with, uh, it didn't even start with cold showers. It started with throwing some ice cubes in my bathtub, believe it or not. And I didn't even know what breath work was yet. For me, it started with the right. ice first, then the breath. Yeah. So which podcast were you following at that time? Oh, I was following Luke Story, uh, the lifestylist. Oh, okay. Uh, I was following uh, Rich Roll. Rich Roll, I was going to, I thought you might say that. Okay. Dave Asprey, Bulletproof Radio. Mm-hmm. I think he's changed the name uh, as of late. Um, ben Greenfield. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sean Stevenson the model health mm-hmm. show that kicked me off down the, the sleep hacking uh, rabbit hole. Mm. And I learned a yep. lot through, through Sean Stevenson. I love that guy. Yep. Um, Lacey Peterson. Mm. I think is that, is that her last name? Lacey Peterson, Lacey. And I learned through, I, I learned of Luke story through Lacey. 
I want to shout out to my friend Ninon. <laughs> she's going to hate me. Uh, she she's re- responsible for showing me this other world. Mm-hmm. She turned me on to Lacey, and and I was off to the races after that. And there's more. There's more biohackers, and there, and it's not just bio. It's also like Charles Eisenstein, Aubrey Marcus. Um, mm. uh, oh God, there's more. Uh, they're they're escaping me right now. But it's not just in the physical. Mm-hmm. It's also in the spiritual, yeah. and in the in the yeah. mental. Right? Oh, Andrew Huberman. Okay, right. Come on, he's yeah. my hero. That is that is amazing, and all these podcasts that you name, I think eighty percent of them, I'm also a fan of them. <clears throat> and it's fascinating how a person can go from, you know, having all these challenges and maybe bad habits and difficulties, and then transform themselves, right? And then within a few years, and sometimes it takes more than a few years; it takes five years, maybe ten years. We don't realize it, but then we think that they are overnight successes, but we don't see that they have been struggling and 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 taking action, you know, every day. Uh, not just to build their podcast, but also to build themselves, so to speak. Mm, and it's absolutely. fascinating. You mentioned that um, right? you can grow old, but you don't have to age. There are so many things that you can do these days to feel better, to feel more vital, to feel more uh, energetic, to feel um, just more flexible also, right? On a physical sense. I uh, love the idea of layering because I got a couple of these different things that I do and I've made up profound uh, impact on my life one is cold cold showers uh, especially if you have an opportunity to cold dip i do that i love my green juices these days i've got a juicer love uh, the celery juice as well oil bath i love doing oil bath and of course the breath work and all these things and like you put when you layer them them on it's like you, you have additional rocket fuel to really supercharge your life so Absolutely. That's, that's interesting. I like what you said. You, what, what was it? Uh, we grow old, but or we, we, we're going to grow old, but we don't age? Or I, I love that. Yeah. That's, I mean, growing old is not a, is not a choice. Right? Age-wise, you grow old, but then you don't have to have the same effects of aging if you take right. these steps and if you, you know, adopt these routines and things like that. I could say this. I'm 55, yeah. and I, would, I, I feel like I'm 35. And mm-hmm. when I was 35, I felt like I was 55. No joke. I'm not exaggerating. That's yeah. how much my life has changed. Yeah. And, and like you said, the stacking and how I eat, I avoid all seed oils. I'm s- very serious about that. Salt I use. I'm very serious about the salt I use. Redmond, Re- Redmond Real Salt. Shout out. Car- uh, if you've never used it, look it up. Um, I'm not a vegetarian. I, I'd like to point that out. I have nothing against uh, vegetarians or vegans, but I I truly believe that grass-fed, sustainably grown, you know, ethically uh, raised cattle is important. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's actually good for the environment. Um. I don't believe this whole thing about it's bad for the environment. I, I don't get me. Hold on. Let me back up. Mm-hmm. Factory farming is bad for the environment. No doubt. Right. But if they were to allow the cows to graze 
in their natural way that mm -hmm. helps the environment. And that's controversial. Oh yeah. 100%. 100. Whatever I, I see do. on television. Uh, sorry, please go ahead. I, I said, I whatever just, I see on television mainstream, I take it with a grain of salt. Salt. Go <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, I also do, I also do raw dairy. Raw kefir is, uh, okay. it's, it's helped my gut considerably. I've got, I, I'm missing this much of my colon. You can't see it on the camera. Uh, mm -hmm. Part of my colon has been removed and reconnected. Okay. Um, I don't have a gallbladder. And uh, before I changed my diet and started introducing raw dairy, mm -hmm. I was always having trouble, stomach, stomach problems. I don't have stomach problems anymore mm. because of the bacteria, right? The raw dairy bacteria, they have a good and bad bacteria, a symbiotic relationship. Mm -hmm. You need both. Mm -hmm. It's important. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it just speaks to the idea that just because you've heard something or some group of people saying something that it's good for you, it's not necessarily good for you, right? You need to do your own research. You need to read the studies. You need to maybe do a little experimentation for yourself to find out if it works for you or not. Like, for example, growing up, Arian said, breakfast, you got to have a heavy breakfast. That's the best for you, right? But then later on, I do intermittent fasting and I feel so much better. Growing up, yeah. even saying milk is good for you, you got to have a large glass of milk, right? My parents, grandparents, everyone would say that. I didn't like milk as a child. I don't think a lot of children like milk per se, right? Mm -hmm. And I and I don't drink milk. I feel better, right? So these are these things that, for one reason or the other, have become popular. Maybe because of lobbyists, you know, these large lobbying groups that are pushing a current narrative. And sometimes, every once and oft, you need to question these narratives and say, "Doesn't make sense for me." If it does, great. And if it doesn't, well, then do something else, right? Um, I want to ask you, what does cold do for you? Like Ooh. everyone who's a fanatic of cold has their own way. I found very subjective, very personal connection to the cold. It's almost like a physical relationship, like a brother or a sister, right? Mm. But what does the cold do for you? Why do you keep uh, going back to the cold? So, so many things. Um First of all, it centers me. It mm -hmm. uh, puts me in the present. You can't be yeah. in the past or the future when you're in that in that water. So it mm -hmm. shocks the nervous system into the present. I'm sorry. I don't know if you could hear my wife playing the drum right now. She's doing a sound bath. Okay. Um, if I'm having, if I'm struggling, if I'm having a. Uh, a bad day or if something adverse happens I go straight out to my ice bath fill it up jump in and it goes away you know sometimes it doesn't work but I would say nine out of ten times it does gives me energy I could I could do twice as many push-ups or I could plank for a minute and a half longer after getting out of an ice bath uh, it, I don't want to say I was an angry person, but I, I had a short fuse, especially in LA traffic. I don't have a short fuse anymore. I don't react when something happens, be it in traffic or with a family member 
I used to like like as if I had guns holstered and I was ready to shoot the the cold therapy the ice plunges have taught my nervous system to pause take a step back and respond accordingly um, can you hear her sound bowls no that's fine okay I was hoping you could <laughs> I'm just kidding oh no I, I can hear it a little bit but it's not uh, disruptive to the uh, to the conversation or to the microphone that's what I meant <laughs> it's a beautiful sound I love the crystal bowls my wife it's plays great. Yeah. she plays yeah. the hell out of them yeah, um, I, love, so, I love sound bowls myself <laughs> uh, and one more thing I'd like to add um, I've suffered from um, lower back pain and neck pain intermittently most of my adult life it's almost all but gone. And if I start to, if I begin to feel a, a, just a, a twinge or a tinge of it, I'll jump in the ice. It's gone. I also like to say, you know, I, I, I stack so much. Sometimes it's hard for me to know what exactly is doing the trick. I haven't worn shoes. I mean, of course I have, but 90% less than I used to. For one, I'm not in the restaurant business anymore. And two, we had a major pandemic. So I've been barefoot for the last almost three years. I wear Earth mm. Runners. Another shout out, Earth Runners. Everybody, you should buy some Earth Runners. Um, yeah, are they really good? I've oh heard about I love them. I just broke yep. mine today. I'm so sad. I have to order, I have to order a new strap. But yeah. Um, I truly believe that some of my back pain is gone, not just because of the ice. I point because my ice bath is right here. I, not because of the ice, but also because of being barefoot and getting back to nature and grounding. I'm, I'm, I'm grounding all the time. I wake up at dawn. I sun gaze on my grass, barefoot, do some qigong, a little yoga stretches, that has a lot to do with my back pain as well. So it's not all the ice. It's a combination. Right. Of, it's the stack. Yeah. That's very true. I definitely can agree with the, the way that the ice and the cold and the cold showers can change your mood. Like just before this podcast, I was feeling a bit stressed for some reason. I was feeling a, a lot of anxiety and I don't know why. And I intuitively just went into the cold shower. I went straight in and within like three seconds, I was feeling better, right? Because like you put it, when you're in the cold, you can't really think about the past or the future. You're focused on the present and now and breathing. And I think that makes such a difference. And the other thing I wanted to say was, especially if you're doing an ice cold plunge, right? Recently, I was at my friend's uh, place. We were recording, Lisa, uh, but at her place. And when you do an ice cold plunge, yes, you feel that shock. Yes, you feel that freezing cold. Yes, you're for a couple of seconds all over the place and trying to center yourself. But it's an opportunity for connection too, right? Because when the person is sitting next to you and provides you that guidance and assurance, automatically you feel better. So it's not just the core, maybe it's the connection as well, right? That the other person or persons provide. Oxytocin, absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. Back to what we were talking about earlier, energy. And, and you know, we are all connected. 
especially mm-hmm. when you're in that state, when somebody's in that water and you're guiding them. Yeah. There is a connection for sure. And, and in my case, I have my clients uh, take the ice bath after uh, uh, almost an hour of breathing. So they're cracked wide open. They're oh, cracked yeah. wide open. I wanted to say one more thing about the ice. Everybody around me, when it's a hot summer day, they complain, oh, my God, I'm so hot. Oh, my God, turn on the yeah. air. Let's go inside. And and I'm like, that's fine. It's not that bad, you guys. And, mm-hmm. and vice versa, uh, even though we don't really have crazy winters here in Los Angeles, but it gets cold. Mm-hmm. And, and it's yeah. been getting actually colder the last several years. Um, everybody complains, oh, my God, it's so cold. Turn the heater on. Uh, I'm like, it's not that bad, you guys. What's what? Mm-hmm. I've, I've regulated my hot and my cold response. Yeah. I'm never hot and I'm never cold anymore. Right? Mm-hmm. Also, another thing about the ice bath is we modern humans are constantly seeking comfort. Mm-hmm. Right? And we're finding it. We're succeeding because everything is geared for comfort. Yeah. Right. Air conditioner, mm-hmm. heaters, rubber soles, Amazon, cars, everything, you name it. You know, people here in Los Angeles, they won't even walk a block to go get, you know, uh, <laughs> whatever yeah. they need to buy at the store. They drive there. Right. We've become yeah. fragile. Right. We've, we've, we've developed all of these tools to make the environment adapt to us when we are highly adaptable creatures. So when you get mm-hmm. in that water and you realize, okay, I just did the three minutes and I didn't die. You grow, right? Oh yeah. You grow hormesis. It's like stretching yeah. a rubber band, you know, or getting close to the edge. You realize, Oh, wait a minute. I'm not as fragile as they tell me. I'm not as, you know, I'm not as weak as I thought I was. Hey, I'm strong. I could do this. So yeah. that's another benefit. It's another benefit of the ice that's oh, helped sure. me a lot and helped my clients a lot. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, that's very, very true. And when you are in the cold, now when you show up in, in, in life, maybe at your workplace or in your relationships, deep down you're rewired so you show up differently. You show up as a more resilient and courageous and brave human being. Irrespective of your nervous system, man, woman, or any gender, right? So you're just showing up in a different way. And I wanted to mention, like you pointed out, we're so used to comfort, right? But we also deep down crave discomfort because that's who we are. We're primal beings. And so when we are in the cold, when we are not having food for 16 hours, what happens in the body? Autophagy. Autophagy is like, the death of the cell, right? That literally translates in Greek to, to death. And so I find that from time to time, we need a little bit of an experience of death because the experience of death purifies our life. Whether it's the extreme cold, whether it's uh, scarcity of food, we need to experience that, right? We can't have beating all the time. Or for that matter, 
this is another example also intermittent 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 hypoxia well, right like uh, scarcity hold. of air yeah that hold. yes yeah 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 so it's really interesting that you mentioned that how did you uh, discover uh, breath work mm-hmm. i know that it's hard to find or pinpoint one place but what would no, you say not as in this you case. look back yeah not in this case i have a very specific answer i could answer this one very clearly mm-hmm. i was uh browsing around on um on uh instagram mm-hmm. and i ran across this french guy who lives in bali who we know mm-hmm. and uh he was it was one of his reels or actually it wasn't a reel it was one of one of his videos igtvs i don't think reels existed yet mm-hmm. and he was uh explaining i i got to him because of ice but he he was explaining about how to breathe in the ice and then i saw the video of him and wim hof in in that whatever it was it looked like a pool or whatever it was and uh, then i went to his next video and well, i liked it and then i liked the next one and then i liked the next one and then i went to another video of him explaining more about breathing um, and I liked that one too. And I liked like 10 videos in a row. I watched them. I was fascinated. Something about him uh, just pulled mm. me in. Um, and, uh, he reached out to me and said, Hey, I see, I forgot what he said, but he reached out to me and, uh, I can't remember now if I asked him, tell me more about the breath or if he told me, but Long story short, we connected on, on Instagram and he said, I'm doing a training. And of course I know he was doing some marketing, right? He was seeking some, some, some students, right? I get it. Um, something told me, which is the opposite of what I was used to and the opposite of what I normally do, which is stop, stop. You're being, you know, like, don't do it. Fear. You know, I usually fear would get in my way or doubt, or I can't do that. Mm -hmm. Or that's, you know, whatever the mind does, right? Something Mm -hmm. inside me said, there's a door here. This man across the world is offering you a door. Go through it. And, uh, I did. I took his course. I, in fact, I paid for it before we even started, which I understand, you know, not everyone does that, but I was, I was just taken. I was like, I got, I got to do this. Something is telling me some, something in, in, in my gut. Let's go there. It wasn't in the back of my head. It was in my gut said, take this course. And so I did, and I have not looked back since. Mm-hmm. Maybe going back to your first few breathwork sessions, what opened up for you? What was the experience like? Well, so my first breathwork experience was with Alex. And it was pretty profound. Um, I didn't know what to expect. 
my first guided one, which was not Wim Hof. I, I'm, 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 uh, let me back up. I did do some Wim Hof before him um, with the app, you know, the three rounds, the 30, the 40 breaths. Those were great, but I did not have um, – those were more physical. With Alex, it was more – it was still physical, but it was more – I, you know, sometimes I hate to use this word more spiritual, more metaphysical, more, mm-hmm. uh, more loving, more feminine, mm-hmm. whereas Wim Hof was very rough and gruff. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, throughout the course, there was a few guest, um, facilitators that came on. One in particular, Rebecca Llewellyn, she just cracked me wide open to the point of tears. I saw, I, I saw myself as a child and some stuff that happened to me as a child um, that I had kind of blocked out or forgotten. And uh, that was, that was heavy. I was really heavy and it led to more heaviness because of the class I was in. Alex's class is more than just breath. It's, it's authentic relating and, 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 you know, kind of showing you who you aren't uh, as opposed to who you are. And it's both showing you who you are deep down. And I had some, uh, there was some tension with, with someone in the class based on my experience and what I shared after my breath work. And that was jarring, but a learning experience that I wasn't expecting. I didn't know it was going to go down. And now me and that person are good friends. Um, And then a third time was with uh, another guest, uh, Benedict Beaumont. He lives in Canada, but he's he's an Englishman. Great breath worker. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Uh, you should have him on this show. He's he's amazing. So is Rebecca, by the way. I love her. Um, with Benedict, I had another um, memory come back to me when I was in my later, my early 20s, rather, late teens, early 20s, of something that happened. And that also led to... Um, to, to, to some growth and some, some life, um, uh, growth, life changes, some, you know, reassessment of who I am or who I thought I was. Hmm. Yeah. Power, power of the breath. Yeah. It's so interesting how the human mind and body works that if you experience some trauma, deep trauma or like a negative experience, the mind automatically wants to store that memory somewhere in the corner of the confines of your mind. Mm. So much so that you don't have the memory at all. Our body. And more often than not, because it's storing that in that part, part of the body, maybe you have some illness or something. There's some stuckness, there's some staleness of energy, and it's fascinating how with breath work, all of it comes out, or maybe slowly, step by step, it comes out, right? And then, you, then you're then like, you remember that. 
Yeah. It's fascinating to to witness it in myself and now witness it in, in my clients, you know, um, mm-hmm. the, what they share afterwards and what they what they what they report back, you know, a few days later or the or their their next mm-hmm. session. Uh, it's it's fascinating. It really is. Yeah. This machine is fascinating. This this machine that we walk in this. It 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 truly is. Yeah. Um, now, you know, when whenever we want to make a difference or an impact in our lives, whether as creators or you know business owners and entrepreneurs, we have these limiting beliefs. I think you alluded to that a while back. We have these limiting beliefs that tell us what we can or cannot do, right? And, and form these artificial uh, circumferences between where we are and where we you know, want to go. How do you f- find breathwork helps you transcend these limiting beliefs? How, do, how have you sort of realized it in, in your life? God, I wish I had an answer. Um, I, I, I mean, I guess the only way to answer that is, first of all, I was and still am, you know, chock full of limiting beliefs. Yeah. But I've overcome them. I wouldn't be here talking to you right now if I didn't, mm-hmm. wasn't able to overcome my, my many various limiting beliefs. Um, but I guess to answer your question, it, it's, it's not really something you can put your finger on, right. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or grab or hold I think yeah. it would be more of clearing and getting out of your own way. Um, like, you know, like we've talked about in the ice, you know, not much different from in the breath. You're able to tap in to that wise self, that deep wisdom that's within you, that gut, mm-hmm. that intuition. You're able to turn this can i use bad words yeah yeah can i turn this fucker off right yeah because this fucker is always on like you know overdrive yeah and so when you could turn this thing off and get into this thing you're able to realize wait a minute all of those limiting beliefs are just stories in my head they're just this endless feedback loop of trying to please others, trying to fit in, trying to, you know, ego. And, and I'm not saying ego is a bad thing. There, we all require a little bit of ego, but when that's all there is and you have to go, th- everything has to go through the filter of the ego, you're, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. So again, to answer your question, uh, it's, it's about getting out of your own way, right? Removing mm-hmm. the muck clearing the, the the story that is just a story the story in our heads are not necessarily reality it's just a fucking story i'm gonna cuss the whole way out of here now <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 uh yeah that's 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 uh so so true you know like for me breath work helps me expand my sense of self and sometimes when i'm 
um, you know, feeling stressed out or maybe anxious. It's just about me, me, me. And I feel very confined. And I feel that the world around me is separate and different and otherly. Whereas breath work, when you, it, it expands you. And it also helps you realize that you are closer than you think to your dreams and your goals and your visions. Mm-hmm. Why? Because yeah. irrespective of whether you earn it or not, you achieve it or not, your beingness is still here. You're still going to be the same amazing, joyful, abundant you. And so then the goal becomes more of a play, right? Like, what if I could get it? I can get it. Why not? Let me just get it. Because you're not attached to the outcome so much, right? That's what at least I felt, especially yesterday. And I was breathing deep, uh, right? And uh, I don't know if my neighbors could hear it because I was, I was. Uh, <laughs> oh, I saw you. I saw you. You, you did you it? Yeah. 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 I was letting it out, right? You were letting it. I had to mute you, actually. You had to mute me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah cause I didn't want you to throw out the, the other person in the room. But yeah, exactly. I saw you. You you went exactly. through it. You had a good uh, a good release yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, feeling like you're not enough, right? I think this is, goes hand in hand. Limiting beliefs and feeling like we're not good enough, irrespective of who we are, how fluent we are, how successful we are, right? Everyone feels that feeling because there's no end to how, right, successful or beautiful or whatever it is. We can be, there's always a next level, but we all feel that feeling of not good enough, especially if you're a creator or an entrepreneur or somebody who is embarking on something new and uh, unfamiliar. How did you go about doing that? And I know it's a process, it's a journey, uh, but maybe, you know, uh, I'm still what on did the you journey. do? Yeah. yeah, I'm still on that road because I, trust me, I, I have imposter syndrome. I, yeah. I, I don't feel like I'm good enough sometimes. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I'll do something and then the results and the, the reactions and the in, the reviews and the testimonials and all that, you're like, oh, fuck. Mm. I'm actually doing this. Mm-hmm. How do I how do I overcome that? Um, again, you just put in the work, right? Put in the work. Hold space for yourself. You know, mm-hmm. you're, I'm holding space for people all the time. I have to find the time to hold space for myself. And mm-hmm. I also have to feel, feel the, the, those feelings of, of incompetence. You know, for many years, I pushed them away and then reacted right. either in an angry way or overdoing it, over, over, overcompensating and acting too confident and like, oh, I'm good or I'm better than you. No, now right. I sit with it. I sit with the... Um, the limiting beliefs and the, and the, I'm not worthy and I'm not good enough. And I do a little bit of this now, which I never used to do. Right. Oh, generally yeah. writing. Yeah. Oh, so I communicate with myself. I tell myself it's okay to feel like an imposter. Mm. It's okay. It's, it's real. Don't avoid it. Yeah. Don't hide it. Right, I'm telling yeah. you, and whoever else is watching right now, whoever's going to watch later, I have it too. I'm human, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that's uh, that's crazy because <clears throat> I usually have a list of things that 
like ideas on stuff that I could write about because I love uh, expressing myself through writing, um, especially on Facebook. And that was actually one of the things that I was going to write about. All right. Do you have the ability to sit with whatever you are experiencing? Because like you put it, a lot of times, me included, we tend to resist that which is in our life. And the more you resist it, the way the universe works, the more you're going to get it. Because you're, the whole idea of resistance is to invite more of it. But if you sit with that discomfort or that feeling like you're not good enough or whatever negative experience you're having, just sit with it and bring it to the surface and maybe do some journaling afterwards. It's fascinating how uh, it comes through you, but then it goes away, it drifts away as well, right? Isn't that it's, funny how uh, we've kind of come full circle and come right back to the ice? Yeah. Yeah, right. It's it's the same thing. Sit with the discomfort. Embrace the discomfort. That's how we grow. Mm. True growth comes from adversity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh Taking yeah, that's it, so true. Yeah. yeah, it's it's it all comes back to the ice. It all comes back to being in the breath, to being in an uncomfortable situation, and learning yeah. from it. Growing. It almost feels. Uh, it almost feels as if if you have set the intention to be a healer or a breathwork, uh, you know, um, instructor or somebody that is wanting to hold space for somebody else. It, it feels like you you invite some of the challenges and adversities yourself, right? Because if you haven't gone through those difficulties and darkness yourself, then it's going to be hard to hold space for somebody else and to you know, have empathy for that person who's going through the challenge that you've gone through in your life. Isn't it? It's, it's a, crazy how this works. <laughs> I am a strong believer in um, we have to teach what we need to learn the most. Oh, yeah. So, mm -hmm. hey, I'm selfish. I'm not only doing it for my clients. I'm doing it for me, too. Because yeah. every time I take whole space, take somebody through, the breath, through a breath work session, and through an ice plunge, I'm getting something out of it too. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. It's reciprocal. Yeah, that's, that's very true. And that allows you, it gives you, it, it feels like it takes a weight off your shoulders because now you don't have to be that expert better than everybody else. You're a person who is doing a lot of personal experiments and doing research and and uh, working on yourself and you're sharing what you've come across in your own life. And that, I feel, comes across as very authentic as well because then the other person says, hey, you tried that. What, what did you try and what did you combine and what did you find out? As opposed to saying, here I am on my you know, high seat and I'm going to talk, I'm going to teach you this, <laughs> right? It takes you, it takes you out of self. It's 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 a true. form of service, right? Mm -hmm. When you're of service to someone else in need, mm -hmm. again, it's reciprocal. It takes you out of self. It allows you to back up and see the bigger picture. You know, chunk up, right? Because we focus on the details, especially when they're our details. Mm -hmm. It's very important to chunk up, chunk up, as in, you know, bird's eye view. When you're focusing on one detail, you miss the whole picture and uh, you probably will miss how to resolve the whatever situation you're in because you're focusing on one aspect rather than the whole thing. And don't get me wrong, That's details are important. True. Details are yeah. important when they're important. 
but we tend to obsess, obsess on the details, obsess on the outcome. We miss the journey. We miss the whole picture. We miss um, the lesson altogether. And we're just deemed to repeat the damn thing all over again. Well, I think we take life too seriously sometimes, right? Um, I mean, there's a time to be serious, but here we are with our challenges, with our personal difficulties, with our limitations. And then we take a moment to step back and realize that we are here on this moving planet. We don't even know what happens after a person passes away. Nobody knows that. We don't know where we come from. And we are hurtling through space. 96% of the universe is dark matter and dark energy. You don't even know what that is. Scientists cannot fathom what that means or what that, what implications it has for humanity. So just to realize that we know so little takes the pressure off us, right? You're like, nobody's figured it out. <laughs> Have you ever had a DMT experience doing breath work? Oh, yeah. I, Crazy. I, I have, uh, I still remember this was a couple of months back. I was uh, deep, deep in some place that I can't even tell where it is, but it was dark. I could see darkness in front of me and all of a sudden I saw, I saw a yellow ball of light. Sometimes it's yellow, sometimes it's purple and it feels like the ball is communicating with me. Those are the colors I see. with me, right? It feels as if telepathically that light, that ball of light. I don't know if, if, if it's a being, but it's communicating with me. And then it becomes bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden it occupies my whole, right? My whole mind and everything is bright. Uh, like I said, it comes back to the same point. Are we, are we communicating with something or someone or s- <laughs> I don't know, s- somewhere, somehow, right? Um, and then it also brings to mind that as meditators, as breath workers, we're sort of like astronauts, except we're, um, we're, we're exploring the confines of the mind. Right. <laughs> so Big time. what Big about time. you? Have you had those uh, experiences, the DMT experiences? I have. Yes. And it's yeah, yeah, yeah. words can't even explain describe it explain it it's pretty wild but i i too see uh purple and, and yellow and oranges for some weird reason those oranges. are the colors i see you know yeah. the yellow yeah. yellow kind of goes into orange and then back into yellow yeah yeah exactly yeah and i also mine is not exactly bufo. yellow but yeah i did bufo, bufo. in october with mm-hmm. um can we talk about that here yeah we, okay? we can skim a little bit. We, we can, we can, you know, like touch on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I did a, a tobacco ceremony with, with a shaman and uh, Bufo was part of it. Um, Bufo right. Alvarius 5-MeO DMT. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, I, I've had the same experience with, with um, doing the breath, but not as intense. Not as intense. Oh, yeah. I felt like I came, first of all, it was like a rocket, like you mentioned rocket. So I was like, it was like, it's, it's right. And, yeah. um, I've heard it from Joe Rogan, by the way, please go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Joe talks about it. Uh, Aubrey Marcus yeah. talks about it a lot. Yeah. Um, he had a great episode with some guy who used to be a Vegas mogul. I forgot his name, Chris or something. Uh, or other. Great art, great, mm-hmm. great episode. But I felt like I saw universal divine source 
Right. And I I saw an altar, but it wasn't a Mm. traditional altar. But to me, it was an altar. And it was surrounded by purples and yellows and oranges. Um, Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was everywhere, yet nowhere simultaneously. Mm-hmm. I felt like I knew everything yeah. that there was to know, but I knew nothing. Mm. It was really, it's a really wild experience. They call it ego death. Um, I don't know if my yeah. ego is completely dead, but there was some kind <laughs> of uh, death and rebirth going on. And I, and I, I'm, I'm sober. So to me, that was not a, um, uh, uh, a party. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. I didn't that do it medicine. to get high. It was medicine. Right. It was. Yeah. Yes. Plant medicine, even though it's an animal. Animal medicine. <laughs> Frog medicine. <laughs> toad. Toad medicine, rather. Toad medicine. Toad medicine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's crazy how we have these experiences, these realizations that are profound and beyond words even. When you said that, you felt as if you knew everything, but at the same time, you knew nothing. What came to my mind was the the court or the notion of the universe having an experience to discover itself, to realize itself. You know, It feels as if the universe... Uh, goes in cycles. Sometimes we know everything and sometimes we know nothing. And the universe sometimes goes through this life and death just to know itself once again. Mm. I don't know if I'm using the right words for it, but... <laughs> I know where um, you're going. I know where you're going. You, you, you kind, of, kind of know, right? right, right. Uh, so talk about sound baths. Because um, I know you, bre- you blend sound with, uh, with breath during... Uh, some of your workshops. What made you introduce sound baths with breath work? Because uh, I've been wanting to blend both, right? Collaborate with a sound healer with their beautiful Tibetan singing bowl or some other alchemical bowl and then mix that with the breath. But how has the experience been for you so far? Oh, the experience has been spectacular. I mean, I'm working with my my soulmate, my life partner, my, my partner in sound, uh, my wife. Um, it's just, we've just, we were already super close and now we've bonded even more. Um, I could hear her Mm -hmm. bowls right now as we talk. She's Mm -hmm. doing a private session outside the window. You could hear it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but you asked me how, how did I come to that? Um, it came to me in a breathwork session actually. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I do, as you know, you did my session yesterday, uh, and online it doesn't translate the, the 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 gong and the bowls because of Zoom and these microphones, the condensed mics that just doesn't, you know, doesn't come over the mics as well as it it should. Um, right. So I I, I do um, before my wife came and started working with me, I. I used a playlist and I would, I curate my playlists almost every session. If not one little tweak, I'll just redo the whole thing all together. And, and I I like to find, you know, music is still in my heart. So I'll go on Spotify and I'll start looking for stuff and I'll, I'll add it, 
you know, I'll try to grow it, you know, try to get more intense as we get closer to our breath holes. You know, I, I like, like there's a climax and then a come down and then a climax and a come down. So one day I was in a breathwork session with my friend Elias, great breathworker, great sound healer, and he combines them himself. He doesn't have a partner. And I was at one, I was in one of his sessions and it just came to me like I was like, this guy is doing such a great job and it's such a profound experience hearing him play the bowls while I'm doing the breath the way I'm doing it or the way he's guiding me. Um, and I realized a lot of the some of the songs that I pick on my playlist mm -hmm. are are that kind that sound the bowls or or a gong you know what oh, i mean tibetan stuff right. like so i just started realizing okay wait a minute i i'm a musician i know my wife loves taking my breath work sessions so i think i invited her a couple of weeks later we went to another one of my friend elias's sessions and oh she came with me this time and I, so, I told her, I'm like, look, listen to what he's doing. Maybe you could, you know, and she's like, I've always right. wanted to do this. And it kind of just kind of <laughs> organically grew from there. Yeah. So I'm not that taking all the so credit. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah, that, that's any a other story. couples that do it, though. Yeah. Well, it's an ideal scenario. It's an ideal situation for both couples, both partners to be interested in similar or at least complementary practices and modalities because then you get to not only partake in the relationship but then you get to partake in so many other uh, experiences like uh, growing a business and entrepreneurship and leadership and presentation and that makes for so many opportunities for bonding and intimacy and connection absolutely which we, i'm sure takes your relationship right we have that kind of relationship already. Sorry to interrupt. We already yeah. like I'm, I'm the type of guy. I'm not the type of guy that, um, you know, I have so many guy friends that are like, oh, I can't wait to go to Vegas and get away from the wife. Uh, I never understood why okay. they use the for wife, but I, right. I'm like, I have to go to Vegas for something. I want her to come. Like we do everything together. Mm. I don't, I'm not trying to get away from the wife. Like, I don't, what, why'd you freaking marry her? If you're trying to get away from her, I don't, I don't, I don't know. That just doesn't, doesn't really relate. It doesn't register in my mm -hmm. heart, my, my yeah. head, my heart. I don't get it. So yeah, the fact that we're doing this together is, is it just makes sense. And mm -hmm. and our our clients feel it. They feel they feel the love between the two of us first, and uh, they also really appreciate the male and the female um, uh, okay. vibe connection. You know, they feel we. A lot of people say to us, um, "You guys have very paternal." Uh, like we, we we feel safe. We feel like we're, it's mm -hmm. like her, like our mother and our father are holding space for us, you know. And that can yeah. be very cathartic for people who probably don't have good relationships with their parents. Um, oh, and right. and conversely, you know, people that do, like, oh, I feel so good being in the presence of a man and a woman working together. Um, we get that a lot. A lot of people mention. 
the the male female energy energies yeah it brings back me to the initial point i made right the importance of if you're hosting an event or doing a podcast there has to be like some kind of connection between the guest and the host or in your case in the workshop between the two co-hosts right and they need to be able to hold space and holding space is not a easy it's not a joke right holding space requires you to follow certain so many scary you know household things and and and, and rules and, and 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 discipline in a way so that the person can then go beyond their comfort zone which is so difficult to do and be vulnerable while feeling safe mm. in that cocoon in that mm-hmm. you know that 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 sh- that shell that you create for them it's a big job right it's a huge responsibility especially for somebody who's you know for the first time doing these experiences who's not is new to it like breath work or maybe ice uh, plunges and uh, and sound bath it can be really really discomforting for somebody who maybe has social anxiety it's not easy right so mm-hmm. i think that's a it's a, it's a huge role <laughs> i've seen it i've seen it I've seen the un- the discomfort of some newcomers coming in and not knowing yeah. what to expect and and it kind mm-hmm. of jarring them um and the yeah. breath work is jarring yeah. you know that's the other yeah. beauty about what I do about what we do together is I'm like yeah I'm jar- I'm I'm creating the the the, the tension with the breath and yeah. while my wife is at the same time softening the edges with the with the sound oh, so okay. I'm like hitting them and she's caressing them all at the same time. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. interesting. It's very interesting. And I want to uh, give a shout out to all our listeners, as well as people that have, you know, worked with me in the past who, you know, fall in, in that bucket, maybe people who would not normally do a breathwork journey or, you know, uh, go beyond their comfort zone. But for some reason or the other, maybe it's because of the energy or the the vibe, they they went beyond. So, just wanted to give a shout out that you have done something amazing for yourself uh, that you will notice, right? The benefits of. <laughs> okay, uh, now, uh, Gianni, I know we've spoken a bit about this before, right? Um, breathwork does have its physiological benefits that can be measured. That can be noticed, that can be improved, that can be tweaked, right? Biohacking. You have all these different devices. But then breathwork also has these more immeasurable benefits, these subjective benefits, emotional benefits, and spiritual benefits. And I think I'm I'm a bigger fan of the of the latter half, right? Um, what does breathwork do for you spiritually? Does it do anything at all? Because um, I know you, maybe you don't like the word spiritual a lot, or whatever it is. Uh, let me know if it does something for you spiritually. I love the word spiritual. Don't get me wrong. You do. Um, okay. Okay. I just feel like it's overused, and that's I true. feel like that's sometimes true. it turns people off. Uh, mm. But that's the people. That's the people pleasing part of me, where I don't want to turn people off. Okay. Okay. But uh, but I love the word spiritual, and I love spirituality. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does it do for me spiritually? Is the, you 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 said is that was that was that the question, brother? Yeah. What does it What does it do? I know you spoke about uh, your DMT experience, which is which is very very spiritual. But as you look back, what does breathwork do for you spiritually? You know, if you had to 
package it all up and and summarize it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it 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 connects me with a deeper part of me. Mm-hmm. Connects me to my intuition. I, I like to I like to call my breath. It's not just mine. Everyone's breath uh, is 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 my mentor. Right. Right. Um, when I'm struggling with um, making a decision or 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 coming up with an idea, creativity it 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 it, it sparks creativity, which I believe is is a spiritual mm. thing. Right. Music is spiritual punk rock or not yeah um so yeah it, it connects me with a deeper part of me it connects me with my that that intuition that um over the years not just me but many out there have squashed and stopped listening to it not trusting it almost yeah or either that or just being in the head so much like this is not spiritual this is so it gets me in here and so that's that's my spiritual connection and you know um it's a bonding bonding with my clients as i'm holding space i'm bonding with everyone and as a breather when i go to other people's classes when i'm not holding space i'm bonding with the teacher i'm bonding with everybody that's they're doing it with me. That's that's a spiritual uh, experience connection. Yeah. I mm. suppose there's more. Um, if, you, if you guys want radio silence and want me to sit there and think, I could come up with more. But I think <laughs> I think I've, I've hit it. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah, that's very very true. Um, you you know through all these different practices like breath work and sound and and um, you know plant medicine and ice we are uh, we can't help but think about things like you know like um, where were we before this like what happens before birth what happens after death and the most profound question probably is who are we right <laughs> what is consciousness so so what are your thoughts around consciousness like what is consciousness i love to ask this question and I, and of course we can talk about consciousness for hours and hours but if you had to share a reflection that you had off late maybe what is consciousness to you that's that's a big one yeah i mean it's electricity yeah um combined with the spiritual God I don't that's a good question my God mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to come back on the show and answer that one I what is consciousness yeah. Yeah. it is it's you know I guess it's the embodiment of every experience we've ever had bottled up in into I don't want to say bottled up, um, culminated to the very moment, which is fleeting right now. And now it's gone. And now there's the next one. Consciousness is everything in the past and everything right now Mm -hmm. crammed together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So I don't know how everything I in the past. <laughs> no, I think it's a great it's it's a great answer and it's a great reflection point for me also. Think about what you just shared. And you spoke about the past, you spoke about the now. What according to you happens when we decide to pass away from this physical, you know, existence? Well, like what are my beliefs? Uh, is there like beliefs? Death? Yeah, because you know, with these questions, there are no right or wrong answers because nobody can tell yeah. somebody yeah. that they are wrong. <laughs> right? I believe in reincarnation. I believe we keep yeah. coming back until we get it right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do believe in a, in an afterlife. Um, yeah, you know, not in a religious pearly gates kind of way, mm -hmm. um, but in an energetic kind of way. You know, um, right. I do believe we come back, whether it be in human form or animal form or even plant form. Mm -hmm. um, do you believe life. that we might incarnate in a different planet or do you feel that, you know, for the most part, it's oh. human in this earth? You know what? You know. <laughs> Sorry for my crazy questions towards the end no. of the podcast. You know, I go all over the place, right? In terms of the... <laughs> Look, uh, abstract. Look, what we're learning, yeah, <laughs> these days about about uh, other planets and other worlds, and I, I guess yeah. extraterrestrial is no longer politically correct because I think it offends them. <laughs> right. Then, yeah, I think the politically correct world has gone too far. But anyway, mm. uh, yeah. Yeah, why not? Maybe from maybe we yeah. come back on a different planet. Right. I'd like to think so. Why not? Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when I was a kid, I used to often look at the sky and I used to look at you Don't the... anymore? No. Reason <laughs> for back. that is because <laughs> the reason is probably because I've become too much of an adult and B, it's Rainkoor over here. It's not called Vancouver. It's called Rainkoor for a reason because it's always cloudy and you don't have like a beautiful, right, uh, clear sky. But in the summers you do, actually. In the summers, I got to say, in the summer. Yeah. yeah. Do yeah. it. But, but I used to look at the, the stars and, uh, uh, and watch the Sirius constellation. Mm. You know, the three stars. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I used to look at the sky and wonder, right? You know, sometimes you look at the sky and you have this faint familiarity. Like you, maybe that's where you're from or maybe that's where you're going to go. And it didn't make mm -hmm. sense. But the more conversations I have with, with people like yourself, it, 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 it instills in me the idea that, you know what? Maybe I'm from there. <laughs> I, no, I get it. What you're saying makes, I mm -hmm. totally relate. But... For me, mm -hmm. I get that feeling right. when I look at the ocean. You do? Oh. Yeah. yeah when I'm on the ocean, ocean or in the ocean, yeah. I feel like I've come home. There's something about the the ocean for me. And it's not it's not in lakes. It's not in rivers. No. As much okay. as I love being in rivers. Lakes not so much. Um I mean I shouldn't say that. I like being in lakes, but if I had the choice the ocean, the sea, the ocean, the Mediterranean. I love, I grew up in the Mediterranean every summer. Um, I feel so just at ease on yeah. a boat. Mm -hmm. 
in the water, near the water. Mm-hmm. We are water. Yeah. We are made up of ocean water. You know that, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the ocean, the salt has a purging effect on us. The okay. ancient Greeks used to have these, you know, almost month long or maybe more rituals. And they were like totally into rituals, right? They used to have consumed these things. And I'm sure breath work and, uh, you know, dream work. And they used to specifically go into the ocean because they felt that it has a purgative effect. It helps you cleanse yourself, maybe take away all that negative, stick, you know, stale stuck energy. But they were right. I'm setting the intention that maybe in the future we get to uh, partake in a cold dip together. Or maybe a dip together if you're dipping in California. Maybe not that cold. Is it cold? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Maybe it is cold. The water is cold, so. The water is cold anyway. Cool, I mean, cool, cool. The, when I put the ice in it, it's cold. Come visit it, me, it brother. Is, so I, set, I set the intention that we will sometime in the near future, you know, have a nice plunge together and maybe have breakfast, lunch, or whatever that might be, dine together. Right. Uh, what lies and, ahead for you, Gianni? And we have we have a bunch of witnesses too. So we got witnesses right here. They are going to yep, hold us. You guys heard it first. People you all heard it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, what yeah. What lies next for me? You ask. Yeah. Is that what you said? No. Oh. Uh, what lies ahead for you lies in twenty twenty two? Um, I got a bunch of shit cooking. I got a bunch of stuff cooking. Excuse my pardon my French. Um, mm-hmm. retreats, retreats, mm-hmm. um, Costa Rica in many ways, not just as retreats, possibly as a place to be living, setting that intention outwards so you all could hear it. Um, an ice bath with you, a meeting with Alex. I want to meet my teacher. I want to hug him. Um, on a more, you know, uh, on a more serious note, I'm seeing some corporate, some like you mentioned accidentally, but I'm actually working on some, doing some corporate retreats and corporate sessions, going into uh, businesses and getting a staff, the, the entire staff to do breath work because, you know, it, it helps them boost morale, you know, um, increases production, all that stuff. Um I'm seeing um, more collaborations with other facilitators, other modalities combining. Uh, I'm seeing myself also getting into other things, other um, biohacking things, but not just for myself, bringing it out to others. Um, Clay is something that I'm Mm -hmm. really interested in. Back to the earth, you know. Um, mm-hmm. More podcasts, more guests, be more guesting or more whatever I'm doing right now. Uh, uh, guesting? Uh, what what am I doing right now? More interviews? Yeah, I guess guestings. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and vice versa. I wouldn't mind having a show of my own. Uh, it's a huge. Uh, limiting belief. Like I don't think I could do it. But, but I can, mm-hmm. I can do it. I just got to get out of my own way. I can do it. Yeah, um, you sure can. You know, 
I have a lot of plans. I have a lot of big plans. Amazing, amazing. So great to hear that. And uh, how can somebody find you online? Well, of course, Instagram is where I'm most active. Respiro Space, R-E-S-P-I-R-O-S-P-A-C-E. Respiro mm-hmm. means breath in Italian. I have a website, but websites are so 1995. Uh, same, respirospace.com. I also have a Facebook page, Respiro Space. Not so active on that. Um, I'd like to uh, manifest a uh, um, a VA. If you're out there, hit me up. Virtual assistant, for those of you who don't know what a VA is. Um, I even have a TikTok, believe it or not. My daughter's helped me with that, but I'm not very active there. So I would say Instagram is is probably the best. And should I give my phone number or you can get all that off the website and off the Instagram. So yeah. Email, same Gianni at Respiro space info at Respiro space. Um, There's a couple more. I can't remember them now. We'll have all these links in the show notes for sure. Unless you're just a really good time. Can you see me? Uh Oh, Aditya, oops, AJ. Oops, oops. Can you see me? Okay, there you are. I tapped you. I tapped you back awake. Okay. Are we back? Okay. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> I think it's because our you know stream is so long that Facebook is having a hard time breathing. <laughs> but uh, so we're back. Control. So we'll have these links up in the show notes for sure. Action Tribe, if you liked this session, if you enjoyed this session, then make sure that you write us an iTunes rating and review. And uh, maybe on Spotify or wherever you, you know platform you listen to this podcast on, make sure that you write us a review. Make sure you share this. Tell a friend, tell a family member, because that one message will help spread the word and will help somebody change their life if you would like to go on your own breathing journey then you are welcome to join me on zoom from anywhere in the world as long as you have the internet and a pair of headphones make sure you go to my seven chakras.com forward slash drop in my seven chakras.com forward slash drop in i love when i get to see and breathe and connect with listeners who have been you know listening to the show for so many years uh, but it's but it's amazing when that happens we'll have the link in the show notes We would use movement and mantra and music and breath work to relax the body and to calm your mind. Make sure you join me. Gianni, thank you so much for connecting with me, uh, coming on our show, talking to us about so many different topics and your stories and uh, expressions of you even, and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to My 7 Chakras at my7chakras.com. That is my, S-E-V-E-N, chakras.com. Say goodbye. 
your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.